Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Read One, Study One. Uh, this is episode number six, and we're going to continue our time together uh, still in the book of James. And so I uh, just want to remind everyone if you need to get a hold of us, it's uh, read one at read one study one at gmail.com. You can email us there and send us a note. If you have any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear or guests you'd like to see, we'd be happy to get your response and get back to you as soon as we can. So we're excited about continuing in the book of James. I just want to remind everyone as we get ready to start reading in the book of James, uh, this was written by James, which was the half-brother of Jesus. Uh, He was a Jewish pastor there in Jerusalem. You can find reference to uh, James in the book of Acts uh, as Paul returned home on his missionary journeys. Uh, it, one of the first things he would do is he would report back to James. And so you, at that point, you uh, pretty much uh, concur that James was an elder in the church, and so Paul was reporting back to him, and so he had a very prominent role in the Jewish church. So uh, when you read this, you have to read, that, read this as a perspective of James being like a senior pastor, a lead pastor, an elder in the, in the community, in the church. And so he's writing from that perspective. Again, he writes as a Jew, so he writes from a law perspective and not from a, a uh, you know, like Paul or Jesus perspective, but mm-hmm. he writes from a law perspective because he was a Jewish pastor, and so he's writing from that Old Testament uh, prophet kind of uh, mentality. I like to remind everyone as we read this passage of James that we're going to read today that the all these New Testament uh, books were written as letters, and so they mm-hmm. were meant to be read in one setting or one time, and we're just taking a small passage here. So uh, you also have to think about that when you're reading this in context. All right, before we get started reading tonight, I wanted to introduce my guests. And my guest, uh, I know this guy pretty well. This is my son, Chris Wofford. And uh, if you can't tell, we kind of look alike. Uh, probably a little more hair, and a little, <laughs> definitely a little more facial hair, but nonetheless, we look alike. So it's my son, Chris Wofford. He is the youth pastor here at Life Changer Church and has been for a few years, took over uh, when I left the role. And so he took over in my place and so is uh, handing the uh, mantle down, if you will. And so, uh, Chris, if you're ready, we'll go ahead and start reading uh, uh, chapter 3. So let's read chapter 3. Let's read verses 1 through 12. We finished up chapter 2 last week uh, with Pastor Ted. So uh, let's get started in chapter 3. This one in my Bible, I'm reading out of the NLT, is titled, Controlling the Tongue. So let's read together. Dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church. For we who teach will be judged more strictly. Indeed, we all make many mistakes. For if we could control our tongue, we would be perfect and, and could also control ourselves in every other way. We can make large horses go wherever we want by the means of a small bit in its mouth. A small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go. Even though the winds are strong, in the same way the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. But a tiny spark can set a great forest fire, and among all the parts of the body the tongue is a flame of fire. It is the whole world of wickedness, corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it sets on fire by itself. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is a relentless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord, the Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. 
And so by blessing and cursing, some pour out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? No. If you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. No, you cannot draw fresh water from a salty spring. Wow, this is full full of the tongue right here. This is all about this passage of the uh, <laughs> the evil tongue here. So as we get started at the top, um, I uh, I just want to make a little point here, Chris, and then I'll let you kind of see what your thoughts are. But just in this first top of the passage, you know, uh, Paul Paul starts out and just says, you know, hey, listen, I'm going to advise you guys. You need to be careful if you want to be a leader or a teacher in the church because those who teach will be judged more strictly. And, you know, I've kind of been taught this my whole life. Uh, this is something that I grew up being taught probably by my dad and by different people in the church, you know, uh, and Pastor Ted even makes reference yeah. to it from time to time. But, you know, if you're going to be a leader in the church, you've got to be really careful because not only are you being accountable for your personal actions, but you're also being accountable for stuff you say mm -hmm. and for actions you do. And so you sometimes you do those towards others. And so, you know, we have to be really careful here not to uh, um, use our tongue loosely if we're going to be leaders in the church. And, you know, me and you both are leaders in the church, and so yes. we kind of have to watch this. And so uh, just kind of, you know, what's your thought on that, that little first section there? See, I think this is very important, not just as Christians or as church leaders. Because the thing is about following Christ is it's not just about what we do in the church that matters. It's about what we do everywhere else. Yep. Because there are many prominent members who are faithful, who are leaders in business, leaders in government, in all types of industries, in all types of sectors. Even now with the new generation with online streaming, all these different multimedia platforms, it is more important on controlling what you say yeah. when people follow you. That's right. The same thing with being a business leader, how you conduct yourself in meetings that aren't about God, but you show godly principles in those meetings is life-giving. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah, I think it is. And I mean, it goes right on here in this second part. I, I'm glad you brought that uh, one of those points up. I'm going to reiterate here. But this second uh, scripture right here, you know, it says, indeed, we all make many mistakes. And that's true. I mean, we do. Absolutely. You know, we're not, he, James is not telling us we don't, we're not going to make mistakes as leaders or that we're not going to say stuff we shouldn't say. But mm -hmm. we have to be conscious of what we're saying and, and who we're saying it to. Because you made a very good point now with the, with the whole live streaming platform and with us being you know, out to the world through Facebook, YouTube, and different things like that, you know, uh, what used to uh, possibly be said in the church, you know, in front of 100 people, 150 people, now might be said in front of the whole uh, wide, wide, World Wide Web, yep. and there's no telling who's listening and what perspective they're listening for. Because, see, that's one thing that I've always learned is when I say stuff or do stuff here in my home, mm -hmm. my home church, you know, at Life Changer, when I do stuff here, these people love me. So yeah. they know my heart. So when I make a mistake and I say something wrong, it's real easy for one of them to come to me and say, hey, you know, Pastor Travis, I think, you know, what you said was a little off key or, you know, had a mm -hmm. harsh tone behind it. And it's easy for me to say, you know, you're right. And it's for easy for them to forgive me because they know me and they love me. But when I say stuff that's being broadcast, like, for instance, this, this video cast here, there's people watching that don't know me. They don't know my heart. Yeah. And so I have to be really careful on what I say because – 
uh, this is going out to an, uh, to an audience that doesn't know me. So I think James' words here are very critical for today mm-hmm. uh, in this day and age that we have to be really careful what we say because it goes out now. It's not just our local church anymore. Yes. And I, I think another part of that to make a, a, an, a special point of like what we've been mentioning for those who are leaders in every aspect, when you become a leader, the reason why he's warning these people is because they had members who were seeking leadership to be leadership, to have that glory of a title. That's right. Yep. But whenever you are leadership, there are more eyes on you. Yeah. So whenever you make a mistake, whenever you make an ill judgment, make a wrong speech, it is looked on by much more, by many more people yep. than if you would if you weren't in a position of authority. Yep. So that's why those who are in authority need to be practiced and have more wisdom about what they say and what they do than yes. those who are brand new in their faith and are learning. Yep. What is that? Uh, quick to listen, slow to speak? I think yes. is, the, is the right <laughs> word we're looking for. Yeah. 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 So let's look at this next section here. This has always been interesting to me, which I, all this stuff is true that's in this, uh, it's in James here. You know, he talks about how a small rudder can make a huge ship turn around. Uh, and it's talking about also that a, a bit in a horse's mouth, you know, can make a big horse uh, turn or, or stop running. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've experienced this. I've been on horses before and uh, had horses that would just wildly take off running. And, man, when you jerk back on that bit and get that bit into the back of their mouth and, like, almost choking them, mm-hmm. they'll stop. Yes. And, you know, or they'll turn or whatever you need them to do. And, of course, you know, watching big cruise ships come into the dock and different things like that. Yes, it's got a big rudder, but if you put it in perspective of the boat itself, it's not as big as the boat. So it's a small piece of equipment for the whole entire boat. And just that small rudder can turn that boat around and or, and, or steer it where it needs to go. And so, Absolutely. so I think, you know, it, he makes that reference here because obviously he continues on, you know, uh, you're saying that the tongue is like those mm-hmm. and that, you know, it, even though it's a small part of our body, it can have a lot of powerful things. And, um, you know, for years, uh, it, you, you had this saying, I don't, I don't know that much, uh, too many people use it anymore, but I know when I was younger, this was really popular, especially in high school, Yeah, you know, sticks and stones will break my bones and words will never hurt me. Well, that's not true. No. Words can crush you. And so, you know, it will hurt you. So mm. I think a part of that, that is unsaid in the text, but it's understood by the people reading it is that it's not just the rudder being the tongue that controls the ship, but it is the steering wheel that moves it. Yep. And I don't remember where it's at, but it says previously in Scripture that out of out of the heart, so the mouth speaks. Yes, yep. So whenever we talk about it being a rudder or we talk about it being a bit in the horse's mouth, it's important to understand where the control is coming from. So what is in your heart directly controls what you speak. Yeah. So you can't be saying something and wonder, oh, where did that come from? I don't know why I said that. Yeah. It's because it's it's in your heart somewhere. Uh-huh. And so it's not only important to control the tongue, but to control the heart as well, because that is what is dictating to the tongue what it's saying. So... So on that point right there, I'm glad you brought that up because as you read verse 8, Chris nailed this 100%. 
he kind of jumped ahead and didn't even know he was jumping ahead, but that, and that's fine because in verse 7 it says, you know, people can tame all kinds of animals. They can tame birds, reptiles, fish. We can tame them. We can make them do what we want to do, but no one can tame the tongue. And you're exactly right. It's something that can't be tamed, so we have to get our heart purified because our heart reflects then what comes out of our tongue. Yes. We're not taming the tongue. There's nothing we can do to tame it. Mm-hmm. So therefore, we got to work on our heart issues and get our heart under control. So therefore, our tongue then reflects what's in our heart. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. Yeah. So I so I do I like that that we you know it, it is a heart issue, and so I'm glad that you brought that up because that's so important. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we look on here, kind of go into verse nine and down there, he talks about you know he. Early in James, he talks about being double-minded. I think in chapter 1, he brings that up. And so mm-hmm. here he kind of yes. makes reference to that again because he, he ta- as he's talking about the tongue here in verse 9, he says, sometimes it's praises to our Lord Father, Lord and Father, it comes out of our tongue, and sometimes it's curses that come out of our tongue. And then he goes on, you know, he keeps, he keeps going here, and he's like, you can't get good water and bitter water out of the same well. You're either going to get bitter water out of that well or you're going to get good water. You mm-hmm. can't get both. And he's saying that same thing about the tongue here in verse 9, that you know we'll, we'll be praising our Father, and then on the second hand we'll turn around and curse somebody or something. or you know. And I don't know how many times, and even in my own life, how many times you know I've came to church and you know I'm praising, I'm praising, I'm praising, and I get out to the car, especially you probably remember some of this. Back when the kids were younger, you know, we'd get out to the car and everybody would go nuts. And it's like they, they just lost their minds, and then, of course, I lose my mind. And so mm-hmm. that same mouth that was just in the church praising turns into a, uh, I don't want to say cursing. I didn't ever cuss you out, but right, yeah. cursing, you know, not not blessing, if you will, in the car on the way home from church. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, we can't be doing that. We have to control that. And I think, again, uh, your point was so valid. I think that, again, comes back to a heart issue. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's all sums up into that heart issue that she's talked about. There there are many times throughout Scripture that Jesus and other people refer to agricultural, like in verse 12, when it talks about if a fig tree does not produce olives, it does not produce grapes. Yep. It doesn't produce other things than what it is. Right. It's a fig tree. It is, it's a fig tree, so yep. it's going to produce figs. Yep. They... In the New Testament, it talks about that as well, that when you are of the Spirit, you only produce the Holy Spirit. That when you yeah. are of evil, you produce evil. evil right. And that you can be judged by your fruits. Same thing of the tongue. The tongue is a great example of that. Whatever you are saying is what you are, whether you know it or not. Yeah. And you can speak good and evil, but what do you find yourself lifting up more? Yeah. What do you? What is the abundant? Because you can put on an act for so long, right? But whenever you look at yourself introspectively, that you find yourself saying hateful things or even just a pessimistic attitude about life, is is that what you're really thinking and feeling towards everyday life? Is yeah. that lifting up God or is that lifting up the enemy? That's right. Yep. Yeah, and I and I think you kind of touched on this, but we didn't ever just say it directly, but. I think it's it's well to be said here also the heart issue that you brought up is 100% key. I agree with that. We also I think we need to say on this particular passage it also matters your intake in order to get the right outtake. So mm-hmm. if you got what you have coming in to your spirit, 
and you kind of alluded to it, but what yeah. you got coming into your spirit is what is going to be coming out. Mm-hmm. And I've and I've watched this in my own life. I'm sure you have as well, but I've watched this in my own life. You know, I'll listen to just a great example here, but I'll listen to talk radio and I'll listen to it for too long. <laughs> and that and that um so it's it's not an evil thing, but it's it's negativity. And you get all that negativity keep coming into your body at some point it's gonna come out. Yeah. And I found that comes out of my tongue. It comes out of my speech. And so, you know, Yes, I agree with you. It's it's a heart issue, and it's what's in our heart. It's also, I think, just valid to say it's also what you're intaking into your ear gate as well, yes. which is still a heart issue. And so I think that's just this this thing that James is talking about is very valuable that we have to really guard because we cannot control the tongue. He already said it. We can't control mm-hmm. it. We can't stop it. So we have to guard what comes in, so therefore we can guard what goes out. All right, that uh, that kind of finished up the chapter there to twelve. So, Chris, uh, if you don't mind, uh, before we kind of uh, depart here and get, and go on to something else, if you can just kind of reflect on some of this scripture, maybe uh, make a point in one of these scriptures that that stand out to you that might be a real time application for somebody listening, and just kind of give us your thought on this this overall passage and kind of one thought if you don't mind. Absolutely, the. This scripture is one of my favorites that talks about controlling the tongue because it's vitally important in today's society, not not just today, but it's been throughout history. What are you saying is very important. Yes. There is there is the power of life and death in the tongue. And that is very evident. One of the points that sticks out to me is found in verse five and verse six. It talks about the tongue being like a spark that sets off a great forest fire. Being a youth pastor, and I know many people can relate to this if you are a parent or a guardian of any type, grandparent, you know this very to be very evident, is that whenever you have an attitude about life and you're speaking it, those who follow you mimic the same thing. Ah, that's true. So your children, in my case, the students that I lead, that what I'm saying they're saying. Yes. So it's like a great forest fire. When you start speaking and you set a little kindling on fire, those around you will also catch the same fire and be speaking the same thing. Yes. So if you find yourself speaking love, those around you who are influenced by you will be speaking more love. Mm -hmm. Those, if you're speaking hateful or indifference, sometimes that can be deadly. Yep then the people around you will be affected by that hate or that indifference. Yep. That is, that is so true. That's a very valid point. And, uh, and so I, that's a great takeaway. And I think that is so important because you are right. It's, and it can be done in a positive way or a negative way because yeah, here at absolutely. the church, I mean, we've had several times where pastor has led us into speaking positive things. Mm-hmm. And so he gets the church to rally in behind that and speak positive things. And so, that that works in both ways. It it can be a negative thing that sets a fire, or it can be a positive thing that sets stuff on fire. And so that's a great takeaway. And uh, I think I think for me, I think one of the biggest takeaways of this particular passage is just the 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 reference to the 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 bit in a horse's mouth and the rudder on a ship, because you know I understand that the tongue is a small part of my overall being, if you will, mm-hmm. but it has so much power. And so I, I, I think it's important for us to know how much power it has and for us to be able to guard that and keep it under control, keep it checked, keep our hearts pure like we talked about earlier Yes. Uh, so that we have a good outtake with a good intake. And so I think all that's important. So that would kind of be my takeaway 
and, and agreed with what you just said as well. But mm-hmm. uh, I think it's a, those are good takeaways. Well, guys, thanks for watching today. I appreciate it. Again, I want to remind you that we do have an email address, readonestudy1 at gmail.com. You can reach us at any time and uh, drop us a note. If you have any comments, you can uh, also do that as well. Please be sure to like and share on the YouTube video. Hit subscribe button, and that way you're notified of all videos that come out. We do post these videos on Sunday at 2 o'clock Central Time. And so every Sunday at 2 o'clock, you can catch a new video. But thanks for watching. I appreciate it. Before we leave today, I I do want to pray for you and bless you. So, Chris, if you'll agree with me, we'll just pray and bless our audience as we go today. So, Father, we just thank you for this audience that's watching. We pray that these words of James mean something to somebody. Mm -hmm. Father, we pray that we all need to learn how to control our tongue. We all need to learn to get our heart in check so our tongue will be under control. Father, help us with that. Help us do that. Father, I just bless the audience. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.